What's going on, everybody? It's Friday, so you know it's Freestyle Friday. Drizzy Drake in the building, locked on someone else's host. And, of course, we have you ready and loaded to go over some Saturday matchups here for men's basketball. So we've got some Sunday matchups for the women. So for full-on basketball, best bets, how you get right when it comes to your money. Let's talk about it on today's show. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you for making us your first listen, followed by a Locked On Seminoles podcast over there with Drizzy Drake in the building. Okay, we've got a lot to go over in terms of Friday. I know, Drake, like every time I have a person on the show, it seems that their team isn't doing that great. I don't know if I'm a bad juju when it comes to men's hoops, but I'm feeling like I got to figure it out because I hate to, I hate to even talk about your Seminoles, but it's going to be tough. We're going to have to go over them today. Okay, how you feeling? Well, we uh, share that because I hate to talk about the basketball team right now, too, uh, especially <laughs> after the near, I think, 24-point, 22-point drubbing away force. Um, yeah, I'm not really excited to talk about that, but, you know, I feel great. You know, it is finally Friday. Yeah. I'm actually in Tampa right now. I'll be going to Orlando for about a week, so I'm actually stoked oh. for that and stoked to be back up on here. So you're in Tampa where all the drama's going down. Okay, so you, oh, you're yeah, the reason maybe ran out of New York and, like, you got – did you, like, help him get situated and stuff? I cannot either confirm nor deny that I do know the Uber <laughs> driver that picked up Antonio Brown and also has been helping him with this entire legal case. I Spoiler, I don't know what's going on right now, folks. But I am in here where the drama is happening over at Raymond James Stadium, too. So Yeah, no doubt. It's been a wild week for sports in general, but especially in the ACC. Again, we mentioned, talked about on yesterday's show with Tyler Aki, how everything just seems to be more of the same in terms of people not finding their identities, lack of defense. And as you talk about all the time, you were hoping January we'd be in a better position, but it's still, I mean, it's still on January 7th. So like there's still time to figure things out in terms of teams getting things together, but I will want to go over some of these games. So let's start with the top of the key on Saturday. We'll have Clemson playing NC state at noon on the ACC network, NC state feeling themselves a little bit, getting their first ACC win of the year. Finally, honestly, they should have beat y'all too. That's another story for another day. Now they're going to play a really good NC, a Clemson team, nine and five currently. And they, you know, got that Virginia loss on their belt that they're trying to get rid of. So talk to me about this matchup. Do you feel good about either side, especially with a betting man like yourself? So with me for this game, I remember you bringing it up that I think last time we spoke was that NC State has had severely, I guess, poor execution when it comes to closing out games. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, if folks, if you watch the FSU NC State game for for those who finally have AC Network, especially down here, mm. I have no idea what's going through the inbound person's mind where he like he has three you know players in the box. I mean, or in the key, no one's moving at all. He decides to throw the pass to a someone that is almost triple covered. Turnover, we win the game. So I, I'm I'm agreeing with you right there. I didn't think we should have won that game, but with the Clemson team, Clemson actually been playing particularly well. NC State for some reason, as you said it before, hasn't been able to close out games at all. I mean, and which kind of sucks because Darren, I think what how you pronounce his name, Darren Sebron. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's been playing very well. I think he's averaged a double double, almost 20 points a game, just a little bit over 10 rebounds. So it's like he, I think, is accounted for maybe 50 percent of their total offense when it comes to actually for the entire year. So if he can have another good game and they find themselves in that position again, I think all they need to do is find out how to close and shut it down. So maybe they actually can steal one from Clemson because Clemson's been playing 
a little more yeah. their, out of their shoes lately. For sure. And, you know, I think it's always good just to get that first ACC win under your belt. You're like, okay, we can compete with the people in our conference and really deliver. But also for this team who lost their best player in Manny Bates, they knew it was going to be an uphill climb for the rest of the season. And so to finally get that one, it's like let's just build on that momentum. And I think Clemson's a great team to kind of test you but still feel like you can compete with in terms of when we talk about NC State being that kind of third child in, or third kid that people sometimes forget about when it comes to the triangle basketball. But, you know, being able to just – you know, still stay in a competitive sense in terms of conference play. I think NC State has a good chance of winning this one. But then you look at your talents over there at 1 o'clock at uh, Chapel Hill. Virginia will take on the Tar Heels. And Carolina coming off a very head-scratching loss against Notre Dame. It's just one you want to really put away because I don't understand why we losing to the Fighting Irish, but that's fine. But now you got the Cavs who are coming off that big win. They're feeling themselves a little bit. They're not the same Virginia team we're used to seeing, but at the same time, you can't take them lightly. No, you can't, especially with Tony Bad being their head coach. Uh, more of my concern is that we were talking about how like, UNC had this stretch, you know, of like easier games to go through, and they have kind of like, a difficult stretch where they need to respond. The problem is, like, I know you all lost Notre Dame, but you were without Darson Garcia. I think he was out for, I think, concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And then Corwin, Corwin Walton and I think Justin McCoy, I think we're in COVID uh, protocol. My only concern with that is typically when you see the beginnings of kids sitting out for COVID, especially now with the Amarion and Omicron variants going out there right now, it's extremely contagious. And I wouldn't be surprised this game does not tip off or mm-hmm. they might see more or at the very least some more players be able to sit out. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, what, who actually is on the floor for North Carolina. I mean, hopefully you hope Amarna Baca is on there. So we're going to see. You, I want you to get. Mario 2022 is Baycott. I don't know why people try Baycott. to make it fancy. <laughs> I, okay. Baycott. It's Baycott. Bacon, bacon okay. with a T. Okay. You know what? Bacon with a T. Baycott. Okay. Okay. Baycott. I'm sorry, but no, no, no that's fine. It's good because like, okay. like, no it's one okay. says my real name right. That's why people call me fucking Drake. <laughs> Trust me. It's, no, but okay. like, you know, I'm not going to reveal your sources on here. But I mean, I think everyone, all, I get it. Names are very important, but his is like Baycott. You know, it's just like bacon. I just say, again, bacon with a T. Bacon with a T. So hopefully Bacon with a T, Baycott, actually he's on the court for that game. Because that he has probably been your best player. He's kind of taking the next step forward. And you're kind of worried about him leaving through the transfer portal. He's came back and under under the new head coach is someone you kind of need to take that next step forward. So with Virginia, I still don't think they're a good team. I think that this is the team how you know last year Duke was out of nowhere just horrible and they were able to spring back bring back. There's always one team every year in the conference that live, you know, does not meet their expectations. Either it's us at FSU. Or it's Virginia. And I lean a little more towards Virginia because actually FSU is much younger. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for Baycott, he was exploring his options in terms of NFL, NFL, NBA draft. Caleb Love was another person where we weren't sure if he was coming back, especially with the new coaching changes and all of that good stuff. But Caleb's another guy where turnovers were definitely his Achilles heel, all pun intended. He was playing a little too fast. Like, to me, you got to relax. You got to just let the juju come down a little bit. I understand you really want to win, but it's almost to the point where you feel like the team, too many people are trying to play hero. And instead of like really just relying on your brothers and really getting things done, it's like goes into panic mode because you don't want to mess up because you're like, you go into the spiral, right? You're like, I'm supposed to be a really good Carolina player. We're supposed to be this elite place. We're supposed to be this, you know, top five team. We're supposed to be, you know, arguing for national championships. Why aren't we there? So I'm going to try, I'm trying, I'm trying to force it. And when you don't naturally relax, and play your game, it clearly becomes evident and you, you know, hold L's to teams like Notre Dame. And you find yourself trying to figure out how am I going to get into the NCAA tournament and succeed and get past the first round because couldn't do that last year. So I think it's all about getting out of their head because when Carolina plays well, they play their best ball. But when they play bad, 
They play horribly, and they're going to have to figure out how to be on somebody's defense going up against a very good Virginia team when it comes to defending that. So then you got those games. Final one I'm going to talk about before I got to get into some get-upside conversation is Syracuse and Wake Forest. Wake Forest is sneakily becoming one of the better, better teams, best teams in the ACC besides Duke. And then Syracuse middle-of-the-road team that we never really thought, but they're fighting their way to try and get into an NCAA tournament. I just didn't think we would be here with the Bayheim boys. And you are on mute. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You know, new setup. I no, know you were trying to cuss. No, it's okay. It's all good. It's okay. That's fair. That's fair. No, but actually, I would say the same thing <laughs> with Wake Forest, uh, if we're being completely okay. honest here. I mean, we kind of saw how the football team took everyone by storm, by surprise. The basketball team was the same damn way, you know, 12 wins, three losses. I think, you know, it's mainly being guided by these transfers, like an Alondis Williams, too. And then for Syracuse, I mean, it's just Buddy Beheim, man. Buddy Beheim is doing extremely well. And that's someone that I thought was going to take a little bit of regression. I thought he was one of those Cinderella, you know, March Madness stories, like kind of like Marshall Henderson was for Ole Miss, like I think mm-hmm. 10 years ago, back when I was in high school. So, and then Williams, I think, is hitting, I think, what, 50% from the field overall? Mm-hmm. I think 28 assists, I think, on the season. So it's like, with Wake Forest, they're a little streakier. I think they won their last nine home games, and they're actually out. They're shooting people out of the gym. And trust me, I just watched the FSU game. They almost scored eighty-three points by themselves. And I think yeah. that's they've been been beating all these other teams by at least fifteen to twenty points. So, I this might be the first time if they like beat up on Syracuse the way they beat up on us and other people earlier, we might actually have to consider them actually probably being a serious contender for the conference besides Duke. Yeah, listen, I think if anybody was paying attention to last season, Wake Forest was in a lot of games, but they were the type of team where we kind of talk about Coach Halfley in Boston College, where as soon as they really figure things out, they're going to be dangerous. And you could just tell the way they would be in the first half and not be able to finish. It was like they just need those couple missing pieces in order to get it together. And now with guys like Alondez Williams, they're really just kind of moving things forward. So I'm excited to see kind of what they do in this game here on Saturday. Now, before I get into some other matchups, which I know – Jersey Drake is going to have a lot more when it comes to those bettings and what but you guys should do because he's the betting guy of the group, as we know. If you are interested in any of these teams, I want to encourage you to hit the road this season and make sure that you are fully gassed up with my app, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Download the Get Free app download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now by using promo code S-C-O-R-E, that's SCORE, and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Again, if you want to get the Get Upside app, you can download it free on App Store or Google Play. The cash back gets added right to your account and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card or Amazon and other brands. Use promo code SCORE. That's S-C-O-R-E. Get Upside is the app, so make sure you use it and let me know once you do. Finally, Jersey Drake is the guy that always has things ready for us when it comes to bets because he hits up BetOnline, BetOnline.ag. It remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. BetOnline would like to wish you a new, a happy new betting year as they continue to march to playoff rounds and beyond from football, basketball, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers when you use promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. Drizzy Drake in the building. 
We are holding it down for all the folks out here who are trying to have a great weekend as they're ready for some great basketball. And of course, you can't have good basketball if you're not talking about Pitt and Boston College. Just kidding. That's like slight joke, slight shade, but it's all good. Four o'clock on ACC Network, the Pittsburgh Banders take on Boston College. Now, Pitt almost beat Louisville the other night. Unfortunately, came up short. Boston College trying to save face in terms of the season. Coach Grant wants you to know you always have to have that one loss that really humbles you, how you fight back from it. And that Carolina loss by damn near 50 would definitely do so. So how can these two teams that are desperate for an ACC win, well, not Boston College, but at least Pittsburgh, figure out how to you know come up with the win on Saturday? Drizzy Drake. That's really tough because those teams are bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who that's my. Needs, ex- who needs it more? If we're being honest here right now, I'd probably go with Pitt. Honestly, I think Pitt actually yeah. needs a little bit more than than I'm uh, than Boston College because right now, it's just I don't. I'm like right now, I typically like, like folks always say like I typically use like advanced metrics when it comes to like making my picks for anything else. Like right now, I like in my own algorithm that I have, I have Pitt. You know, uh, winning the game by two points, which strangely enough to mm-hmm. me is something a little bit odd because the lines aren't out there right now. But if you look at Boston College, look at Pitt for both their match centers, they're terrible at shooting the ball. They're mediocre at defense. Their rebounding is also probably in the bottom 15%. So if we're being, I know I, I want to give you this, you know, fancy schmancy answer, but I think the only thing you can do is just play better basketball. <laughs> I mean, that's all you can, I think you really say for your team. Yeah, no doubt. And this is the same Boston College team who beat a Notre Dame team who just beat a North Carolina team and a North Carolina team who beat the bricks off Boston College. We love a good ACC conundrum. Math ain't mathing in terms of all to say all that to say. But I think Coach Grant, you know, has less expectations for this year because nobody expects anything from Boston College. So any sort of win is always like, okay, well, we see you. Like, damn, all right. But for Pitt, I think Coach Capel is just really – Let's just stop the bleeding. Let's just do the best we can. If we get a couple wins out of this, great. But they have six, they need won six ACC games in his time last year, and they're trying to find six more for the rest of the year. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be a little, it's going to be hard for that. And it's, it's really hard too, because I think now we're just, like I said, always say like January is when we find out a lot more about these teams. And we're getting to the point now, like I said, at the beginning of the show where, their identities is emerging, and it looks like the bottom of the barrel of the actual conference itself is is pretty poor. And also, maybe even the middle of the barrel isn't particularly good that good either. So it kind of worries me to see how we're going to do a good heading into March. Hey, you ain't lying. Notre Dame bouncing, trying to keep that momentum rolling as they face a Georgia Tech team who had a strong showing in Durham, but unfortunately came up short against the Blue Devils. They will play at 6 p.m., and I think the Yellow Jackets and Michael DeVoe are figuring let's not point to Coach, okay? We're not going to put – point to coach Bray. We're not going to have any bad energy. We're just going to make sure we play our game and that's it. And that's all. No, I completely agree with that. Michael DeVoe. I think, I think George Tech, you know, their win losses and begins and ends actually with him and, you know, leading the country right now, oh, that's not leading the country, leading the conference right now, I think in scoring as well. And like you said, they played close against Duke and that's something that we've said all year where right now it just feels like Duke and everybody else. Now Duke is coming off a little bit of a COVID pause. I mean, that's probably all coming off at the gate. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond against Notre Dame who beat up on UNC, but like we said earlier, is that did they really beat UNC even though they were out three of their players? So it's kind of like mm. interesting to see how Notre Dame can respond after that kind of game. 
No doubt. That's very, very true. Good point there. Then Miami will play Duke, a Miami team that's feeling themselves right now, 12-3 and against a 12-1 and Duke Blue Devil team. They'll play at 8 p.m. on Saturday. I think it's going to be a really good game because as much as people try and write off Miami, you can never count them out of matchups. And I think that's what's the most important part of this as Duke's still bouncing back from a little bit of COVID, you know, cardio, I will say, not necessarily being in the best shape to play as we saw against the Georgia Tech team, or maybe they were saving everything up for this Miami matchup. What do you think, Drizzy? Yeah, I hate to say this, but Miami's actually a good basketball team. You know how much I hate to give them any props for anything. (laughs) But, I mean, their losses, you know, are to UCF, which that's the beginning of the year. I'm not counting that. They lost to Dayton by 16. Not a good loss, but it's also the beginning of the year. And lost Alabama by, like, I think, what, 30 points, which is also bad. But overall, in ACC play, they have beaten NC State. They've beaten Mm -hmm. Wake Forest. They came – they were down by 18 in Syracuse the other day. Mm -hmm. They won an 18-3 run. And then won a 37 to 11 run. And that to me is a team that's extremely scrappy. That also lets me know that Jim Laranega, the head coach at Miami, knows that there's a new AD in the house. And he definitely needs to be coaching for his job for this year. Okay. So they might have they might have a little bit of extra um, uh, extra importance <laughs> when it comes to these games. And with Duke, I mean, if you're gonna catch Duke slipping, you saw them against Georgia Tech. Why not yeah. now? I'm, then yeah. in Miami, if they want to make a statement, they want to be ranked at 12 and 3, this is the time time to do it right now. Cause then after Duke is FSU. Now, Duke Duke losing this game to me would show the most vulnerability because, you know, Ohio State, Big Ten, ACC matchup challenge, whatever we do. Like, okay, you always get hype up for that, but still teams are figuring things out. But in January, for a Duke team to, you know, fall a little bit short or stumble against this Miami team, now I'm saying, okay, maybe anybody can win in the tournament. Maybe on any given night, it's just going to be whoever was feeling it and who's the hottest because everyone's putting Duke on this pedestal, but I seem to feel like we've done this before. I feel like I've heard this story in terms of Duke having the best recruiting classes and the best players and guys who are automatically going to go number one, only for them to kind of fizzle and fade towards the end of the year. So can we beat them up early and like expose them now, or is it still going to be Duke dominant? And then maybe we'll see a little fall towards the end. Wouldn't you rather be exposed earlier, honestly? Yeah, that 100%. way, like, like to me, because I'm one of those people that like, I played baseball for a while. And to me, baseball and basketball are extremely similar when it comes to pressing, when it comes to, you know, streakiness, when it comes to hot and cold. And I think as a basketball team, you want to get hotter closer to conference tournament time and then go, going into the actual March Madness. Right. Because if you get hot at the wrong time and you start doing these cold shooting slumps, that might last a lot longer than you want to. So yeah. if I'm Duke, take your lumps like right now in January and February after you won a majority of your games. Maybe experiment with different lineups, see what you want to do, especially with players being out. Because now, especially now in today's era of basketball, you're going to have players out for a myriad of reasons. So maybe now yeah. it's time to test that out. And against Miami, when you're you're almost a 20-point favorite, a projected for on Saturday, why not do it then? Why not do it there? Also, Miami might be looking past you because FSU's the next day. And FSU and Miami basketball, I don't think Miami basketball has won in the past like two, three years. Wait, they're a 20-point favorite? No way. Advanced Metrics has Miami as a 16.5, 17-point dog. Then the lines aren't out yet. That's typically okay. where I'm like projecting it out right as right now. Okay, Mister. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna change your nickname to Advanced Mister Advanced Metrics. During I'm not a. Hey, 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 I'm not. I'm not the Advanced Metrics guy. No, 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 no. no. Listen, <laughs> no, listen. I when it comes that. to my money, I don't play about that. You know that. Come on. Whoop. 
Okay. And he said it and he meant that. All right, guys, it's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in that plan. You want to eat healthy, but it's just, sometimes it gets really boring by week three. You might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? I'm feeling you. I had a Twix bar today, but I'm going to add a little Bill Bar in my mix so I can get back right. Make it all even out. Okay. 130 calories, four grams of sugar and four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Bilt Bar can get you right for the new year. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from, whether it's coconut almond, cookies and cream, or salted caramel, mint brownie, and more. In fact, Bilt Bar always is coming out with some new limited time flavors. So check out Bilt.com often to see what's new. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED. 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Wrapping up today's show here, Jersey Drake. And of course, we got to have the last and final game of Saturday for the men. We've got Louisville playing Florida State, as we mentioned on top of the show. Louisville coming off of that close, close win. But now they are going up against a Florida State team who is in desperate need of a win. So, what are we feeling, Jersey Drake? I don't know. Can Coach Mack and the boys handle Hammy and the boys? I don't know, man. I really don't. Primarily, no, I, wait, 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 I'm, wait, wait. I'm, I'm talking more about this. You came in super like we're about to get Belvin Devoe up in here, super mellow, boys to men. I mean, the energy is just not as hype as we're used to seeing Jersey Drake when it comes to basketball and the new blood energy. I know, I know, because unfortunately I watched my team lose to Wake Forest by 22 points. So trust me, that kills the vibe immensely. But in all seriousness, though, like Chris Mack was the head coach of Louisville. Actually, I think he's only beaten FSU, I think, once his entire career. And these games always get super chippy and it's super close. I don't know if I remember correctly, Trent Forrest, when he dunked on Jordan Noara, I think two years ago. And that was kind of like, oh, this is like a pseudo kind of rivalry between the two because it's two yeah. programs that – are on the up and up and everything else. And with FSU, we beat NC State. By beat, I mean we stole a game from NC State. I think Ken yeah. can tell you the same damn thing, too, because that was a game that we should not have won. And then at Wake Forest, we shoot, I think, below 25%. We get out-rebounded by 20, We even though we had, we, led, we won the game on the turnover battle. So with FSU, this is basically a game where you got to grow up fast, man. And this is a team that said every like since the beginning of the year is super, super young. Yeah. And so far, we'd be all, all our, our wins are against teams that are not even in our conference and NC State. And that's something that kind of worries you overall as a new blood on the block, especially because you have Miami coming up. Yeah. Now, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we're favored by three points. Folks, this is me, the gambler, not the fan talking. Hammer Louisville for the game on Saturday. Yeah, okay. Well, there it is. I'm wondering how much that South Carolina game and how they lost really affected this team and how they're still like trying to bounce back from that. Ah, that game was rough. Yeah. And all like South Carolina's not a good basketball team. Right. They're, they're just not. I think overall metrics they're like bottom 50. Mm-hmm. And for something like that, it's just like it, it takes a lot out of you now. You beat Lipscomb by I think by 20, but you had to go to OT for with Boston mm-hmm. University. You got smoked by Florida in game number two. And you lost one of your players, I think, in John, not John Butler, Tanner Ngam is out, one of your big men, when you already were overall a smaller lineup. Mm-hmm. So with this Louisville game, this will tell us a lot about how actually who this team is. Cause like I said, it's the middle of January. Your identity is starting to emerge, whether they're going to be a tournament team or not. And this might be the first time in about five or six years or we not we might not be dancing with the rest of y'all, which is really damn sad. But maybe, hey, this is a young team. Maybe we'll take the next step forward for next year, kind of like how you guys did last year. 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, not in discluding the Seminoles from the dance number. We need we need a whole group routine. We try to do a little one two step. You know what I'm talking about? But okay, I got not. you. I got you. <laughs> then we've got the women who are playing on Sunday. Just matchups to note: Miami will play Louisville, NC State will play a great Notre Dame team. Boston College will play Clemson. Duke will play Syracuse. Wake Forest will play Florida State. Virginia Tech, excuse me, Virginia will play. Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech will play Carolina. There will be a lot of great games. As I mentioned, six teams in top 25 when it comes to ACC. The best kept. Secret about get things going as we're heading into what should be a great Monday show where we'll recap all of these games. But Jersey Drake. It's always a pleasure to have you in the building. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Okay, it's a pleasure is all mine being here on every single Friday with Freestyle Friday. You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host at Maximally17. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Seminoles. You can follow our community at Knowles Anonymous. That's our, where we have a Discord where we engage with our fan base. You know, get read your listener questions where we get the themes of our episodes. And as always, go Knowles. Take care. And Coach Ham, please, <laughs> I need something to look forward to with basketball. Okay, so (laughs) we had a little issue here on the Thursday episode because I had told Locked on Syracuse host Tyler Aki he should start a Discord for it because he has so much great content. And he was like, what the hell is a Discord? So I was like, yeah, well, Locked on Seminoles, you know, they have a Discord and all this kind of stuff. So we were both, Tyler and I were both acknowledging our age here in terms of we're not really hip. How Tyler? (laughs) You know what? We don't disclose ages here on the show. But he's just a little bit older. So we say all that to say, you know, for folks who might be interested in maybe a lock on ACC Discord, what exactly would they be getting with such content? You would probably get each, like, basically how it is. Like, it's like a community. It's kind of like a, it's a group me. But however, something a little more user-friendly on the phone, user-friendly on the actual the computer. You can actually have different channels for different groups before we locked on ACC. We'd have the general, which is all ACC content. And then you'd have Seminoles. UNC, Syracuse, for all dedicated stuff like that. And you can, and what you can do is you, you customize your user and you get a little ribbon or your color to your name. If you're a Syracuse fan, it could be orange. If you're a UNC fan, mm-hmm. it could be UNC blue and so on and so forth. So it's basically a way, it's a fun way to create a community. And it's also a lot, it's a lot more easier and accessible actually for the person. Now, do people behave? Because we know Florida State, y'all get a little crazy, but do y'all do be behaving on the Discord? Okay. Oh, no, you, you know, you get mods. And if you, you know, if someone acts a fool, someone acts a line, trust me, I will kick them out. And you get kicked out and you do not get back and you can get banned. Trust me. I am quick with that. <laughs> Come on. We know we had to regulate around here, Jersey Drake. Okay, I appreciate that. We might start I one. I, I feel like we need need to have a little more content. If you guys have not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're truly doing yourself a disservice. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, at LockedOnACC. We'll try to build that one up for now. I think we can still work on that. And guys, if you want to follow me personally, you can find my Twitter handle down there. If you talk to me, I definitely talk back. You can follow Tally underscore underscore Drake as well. So guys, come back on Monday. Hope you have a great one. Oh yeah, Monday's my birthday. So I feel like we'll have a Whoa. special episode. Damn. I'm saying. You I'm got saying. birthday's on Monday? Oh shit. My birthday's on Monday. So we're going to have a little special episode. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but it's going to be a party. It's going to be a vibe. I don't know. Oh, well, but I'm seeing the happy birthday. You know, Thank you so much. Birthday, but I will do my best to make it there, okay? Please come to the birthday party. You're so invited. All right, guys. Hope you have a good one for Candace Cooper and Drizzy Drake. Until next time. Adios.